Welcome back to HodgePodge. I'm your host, Allison Clackwoods. Today's guest is my dear friend, Deanna Anderson, the founder of Moms Making It Together, an online community created just over a year ago as COVID-19 became a reality for parents across the United States and worldwide. Today, the Facebook group has grown to over 10,000 members, and it's still growing. Listen to my inspirational conversation with Deanna about why she started this initiative to help moms cope during the pandemic. Welcome to HodgePodge, Deanna, my sweet friend. Hello, friend. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm so excited to have you here to celebrate the one-year anniversary of Moms Making It Together. Yay! I Con- know. <laughs> Congratulations, or rather, let me say thank you for helping to create a safe space for moms to gather online to support one another throughout this crazy, crazy past year. <laughs> Genius. Well, it... um you know, a year ago, I would have never thought that I would have what I like to call my 10,000 stranger best friends, but <laughs> I never knew that I needed until our world got totally turned upside down. So I'm, I also am super thankful for the community as well. And personally, don't know what I would have done without the community over the last year. Yes, it's been, um, such a great resource and the traction behind it is amazing that you know within such a short period you there were 10,000 women moms gathering on this space you know looking for support and um that's such an (laughs) that if that isn't a testimony to or a testament to how much it was needed right absolutely I mean it really started with a text with three of my best friends in the neighborhood when kind of the world, (laughs) the reality of our new world really started to hit home. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I just started sharing with the three of them, like resources for things for the kids. And then my Girl Scout troop leader came over to deliver Girl Scout cookies. And she, I was telling her and she said, well, you should make it a shared note. And then I was, I shared the note with another friend and she's like, you should just make this into a Facebook group. And so like between like Girl Scout cookies and dinner, I made the Facebook group and it was truly amazing to see what happened in such a short period of time. I mean, I really thought that, um, you know, I, we live in Dunwoody, Georgia, right outside of Atlanta and I'm very involved in the community. So I thought it would be like a couple of hundred moms that I knew directly or like one mom away. Mm-hmm. Never in my wildest imagination would I have thought that it would be over 10,000 moms still gaining moms a year later. And we have moms from every state. And I think we're up to four or five international moms in the group as well. So, you know, to your point, I think it absolutely shows that there is a need for mom, especially over this last year, to be in a place where they feel supported and safe. And I'm amazed at what moms are willing to share on the group. Um, But I also think that that shows that, you know, we've done a good job creating it as a safe community where moms can ask just about anything. And moms are super respectful in their responses. And moms are also really good tattletellers when other moms break the rules. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. I've noticed that. But most of all, people are pretty r- respectful. Oh, and absolutely. I've even made, you know, contacts. You were, you've been kind to let me post some things and you're very good about um, also supporting small business. And, you know, so it's got a lot of different angles. Um, it's not just pandemic related and, you know, and, and uh, speaking from a military spouse, it was interesting. I connected with um, uh, some other military spouses <laughs> through that page. Um, and it's just, it's so interesting that six degrees of separation um, of, of how, you know, that domino effect of how it's like, Oh, I know you, or we have this in common. And um, that's, that's so incredible and so important. Um, so, and you did, you had no idea when you created it, it would, <laughs> it would. Just no, no, I, um, I had no idea. I mean, I, in my day job, um, I own a marketing, my own marketing right. business and I have clients all the time. They're like, why don't my numbers grow like this? And I'm like, listen, yes. I could have never, never in my wildest dreams thought that this, you know, was going to happen. I said, it shows that like when you ha- create a community that people need, they will come to that community and to that resource. And I think, you know, for all of us, when lockdown started a year ago, online was really all we had other than what was in the four walls of our house. And I don't know about you, but the four walls of my house felt really small after about like five days of it being just the four of us. So I think that that fueled it as well. And I tell people all the time too, that I think another part is we don't, we can't call our moms and ask them what they did when they were faced with a global pandemic because our mothers are living through their first global pandemic as well. So we have to rely on each other to figure it out. And one of the things I love about the group is I feel like as the day goes on, it's almost like a day in the life of, of moms because, you know, sometimes it starts off with like comments about coffee or the hustle and bustle of the morning. And then the day is kind of like the nitty gritty of it. And then around five o'clock people start getting a little, you know, like they need a smile or they're talking about their favorite cocktail. And so it really (laughs) kind of shows like the, you know, kind of what you go through during the day and that so much of that is universal across so many different moms. And I do think moms have been really respectful that, you know, we are all in the same storm, but we're not all in the same boat. And that we're all experiencing this differently based on what's going on in our own personal lives. And I think the moms have been super respectful about that. I think mm-hmm. that they've been supportive of that. And, you know, again, it's we we've had a little growth spurt this week again. Oh, wow. And I, you know, I see that and it has transformed over the last year. And I think it will continue to transform as we move forward into whatever sort of our next phase of coming out of this looks like. Right. So is there anything in particular that has inspired or touched you about start? I know you just covered a lot, but is there any particular story or anything that's come through this that, that, you know, leaves an impression on you? I think you mentioned it earlier, you know, I grew up in Little Washington in North right. Carolina, and <laughs> I'm a third generation entrepreneur, small mm-hmm. business owner. And I think the small business Saturdays is one of my favorite things. 
Um, you know, I see moms being able to share their small businesses and their favorite small businesses and knowing that if, you know, if you have a life instance come up that you need a gift for that normally you would just run out and get, now you have this resource of moms that you can help support. So that to me is one of my favorite things about the group is that support for each other from a small business perspective. And I think that goes back to being raised by, a, you know, by a small business owner. And I think the other thing is, it's not necessarily a particular story, but that moms are willing to share their experiences on what is not a superficial level with moms that they don't even know. I mean, some mm-hmm. of the conversations about whether it's, you know, a mom, a mom going through menopause right. or a mom with a teenager who's starting their period, you know, like mm-hmm. those two spectrums of, you know, being, you know, going through it as a mom, you know, as a, as a child going through, you know, puberty and then, as, you know, a mom going through menopause I, to see how sincere moms are with each other is really refreshing because, I've been in mom groups before that I've left because I don't believe that anything is gained by mom shaming, you know, like I I just, it's the worst. And right now it's, it's absolutely so counterproductive (laughs) to to put people down. Right. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, and I think too, you know, to me, and I have a 14-year-old son and an 11-year-old daughter, so I feel like I'm reliving middle school all over again, which I don't really remember <laughs> oh loving it. I yes. love it the first time, and the, going through it with a boy is not fun, and I'm sure it will be even less fun. But I find oh, no. it... I find don't tell it, me that. <laughs> uh, it, yeah, it's, it's as bad as you remembered it the first time, but now you're, yeah. like, on the outside, like, looking in, and so, and they have so much more technology, mm-hmm. but I, I do feel like some, some moms never left, like, the mean girl of middle, if they were a mean girl yes. in middle school, they never left being a mean girl in middle school, or they were treated badly by a mean girl in middle school, so they've become, like, the mean mom, right. and, you know, I have no patience for that, and I have been extremely, mm-hmm. extremely vocal about that in the group. I've gotten on and gone live on Saturday mornings and my husband Jim is like, Mm. what are you doing? This is not your job. And I'm like, moms are being mean and I'm over this. And he was like, okay, but they're, it's okay. I was like, no, I've gotten five notifications on this one mom. Like this is not happening. And so, you know, I think to see that over our overwhelmingly, it's been a positive place for moms to go in a year where there has been less positive than negative in most of our lives has just been really heartwarming to me to be able to be a small part of that and bringing those moms together. Yes. Cause most of us, I mean, we, we really had it handed to us. And I mean, it has been, you know, we were just talking too that, even still now, you know, my child will finally go back to school next week. Um, even though it's in a hybrid situation, but he has physically been out of school for a year. And 
this has just been such a huge transition and we're, you know, people have lost family, you know, they've, you and I personally know, you know, through our connection, a dear friend of ours lost her dad last summer. Um, It's just every family has been affected differently, but we have all been affected and it's just been, it's been hard. (laughs) It has been hard. So yes, I I back you that if, if you are just um, still (laughs) in that mean girl phase of your adulthood, that's, it's just not healthy. And so it's so nice to know that you were kind of governing that space to allow people to, to be free and to be open to express themselves without having to worry about someone shaming them or what, what is it trolling on, on uh, Facebook, yes. right? <laughs> yes, absolutely. No, it has, it has been nice um, to see that. And, you know, I think it's been cool too, to see, kind of back to your point about meeting other, you know, military wives, mm-hmm. I've seen people figure out like that they know each other or they know a common person. And then that common person is in the group. And, you know, it's again, that whole six degrees of separation, but just to see mm-hmm. that during a time where we need so much connection, you know, mm-hmm. I think that for me, that was one of the hardest is one of the hardest things, you know, about the last year is, you know, as as a country, we are used to going to disasters, you know, and mm-hmm. we, the COVID in and of itself takes that away from us and isolates mm-hmm. us. And I think that mm-hmm. that's one of the hardest parts of it is that isolation and that need for community that we all have and the inability to do that over the last year. You know, I've been fortunate enough, we've been fortunate enough to spend time in Eastern North Carolina with my family over the summer. Um, and so we've seen both sets of grandparents within the last year, and we've seen my parents a little bit more than Jim's parents, um, but they have their vaccine coming up. So hopefully we will be seeing them soon. But I, you know, I talked to my friends who haven't seen their parents in 18 months and, you know, because they saw them at Christmas last year, you know, Mm -hmm. and then like, and then it happened and and then it happened. And it's just crazy to think about you know, sitting here last year, this time, um, my youngest Reese is on spring break this week. And so we are going to Wilmington on Friday to visit with my sister, which is what we did last year. And it's crazy to think about, you know, we went the beginning part last year. And so we came back on Wednesday and she was having a play date with a friend who was also back from spring break. And I, you know, go to drop her off. And my friend Donna is like, have you um, gone to the grocery store yet or Instacarted anything? I was like, Donna, no, I have not. Like, it'll be totally fine. Like, this is not going to be a big deal. Totally in denial. Right. I was like, what do you (laughs) mean? I need to go. And Jim was traveling back from Dallas, which probably potentially with COVID because he was so sick. Anyway, so Mm -hmm. I call him from the Publix on my way to pick up my son Carter from school. And I was like, okay, they're out of every piece of meat, but they have lots of fish. (laughs) So I'm going to buy all of this and I've got this and I've got this. And he's like, leave the cart, put the cart in the corner and leave. I will be home tonight and we will handle this. I'm like, no, I can't do that because we eat a lot of fresh food fresh fruits and vegetables. So we don't keep a lot of food in the house. In the house, right. Mm -hmm. 
we are going to be eating mac and cheese. And that's mm-hmm. about it. Like, I don't know what else. So I did get all of our food. We had lots of random randomness for a while. And Jim did go the next day and braved Kroger and Costco. <laughs> yeah. But then we didn't go, to, you know, we didn't go anywhere, you know, for, I mean, we did go to the grocery store every week. We also were at our like end of our Costco toilet paper. So I think that was the most <laughs> alarming thing. Yeah. I was like texting the neighborhood group, like, okay, who has toilet paper? Like I have three rolls, mm-hmm. five things of tissues and that's all. So if <laughs> right. anyone sees toilet paper, like, let me know. My one friend had <laughs> found like me a four pack. So I was like, okay, we've at least we're, we're covered now. And then I'll never forget. I called my mom. And I was like, I mean, there is no toilet paper anywhere. And she's like, this is just ridiculous. And I will go to food line and buy you some toilet paper. And she calls and she's like, there's no toilet paper in Washington. And I was right. like, I told you. Exactly. Was- I remember it because my parents didn't have any. And my, and my husband went, we don't have a Costco here. We have a, a BJ's wholesale. And luckily he got like the super roll and, I saw them very briefly and remember giving them toilet paper, like take this home and we'll see you. We don't know when we'll see you again. And that was scary. (laughs) So, and who, again, who would have thought, Mm. which I still don't quite understand why we went out of toilet paper. Right. I was like, it's not a digestive. Well, you should understand after growing up in, in, in hurricane I know hurricane alley like with me so you know know, people just over prepare and they get their bread and and water and milk and their toilet paper but you know it it was just it was such a panic and um and it's unreal to think that you know what we went into believing was just going to pass on in a week or two has here we are a year later. Yeah. Um, so l- let me ask you this. What is on the horizon for moms making it together? So we are since, since last year, we have launched a blog as well as Instagram and mm-hmm. just thinking through ways to continue to grow the community. I mean, we've done, which you participated in last year, some mom takeovers yes, on Instagram. That was awesome. And we're going to keep doing that. And just what are the ways that we can support moms as we come out of this? You know, I I think if any of us think that we're going to go back to March 14th of last year, you know, when we reach herd immunity, like that, that to me isn't happening, you know, Mm -hmm. not to say that things won't eventually and slowly go back to a more normal, but I just don't think some things are ever going to be pre-COVID. And I think Mm-mm. calling them normal now is really not true because right. that, that that part of our experience is gone. Um, right. And and I think, I think owning that and then, you know, the other thing is that I talk with my family a lot about, which they're tired of, is like COVID treasures. So like, what are the things that we learned or we experienced that were positive and that we don't want to go back to mm-hmm. the way we did before. And I think, you know, people being having more flexible work experiences, yes. one of those places that we're not going to go back, but that also takes us learning new boundaries. The mm-hmm. same that you wouldn't sit at your desk in your office from 7am to 9pm. Mm-hmm. You should not feel like you have to do that at home. Right. You know? So I think it's coming up with those topics and ideas and listening to our moms and figuring out how we support each other as we go through 
what's next and what's next in the short term, what's next in the long term. I do think that one of the places that I've thought a lot about and is how do we help our moms find support when it comes to like the mental health side of things? Because I think that that's such a, going to be such a huge part of all of us coming out of this for moms and for kids and for families as a whole ever, you know, like, because our life has been turned upside down and it's not natural for children to not be in their schools for a year and to Mm -mm. learn on a computer. And Mm -mm. so I think it's, you know, it's really figuring out how do we support moms and families and kids as we move through this, you know, next stage and how do we celebrate the things that we found that we enjoyed about this. You know, one of the things that I, before carpool started again, I finally started writing again <laughs> for me personally. And I did it when I would have been in carpool. So it's like, okay, this is the amount of time I normally would have sat in carpool. I don't need to sit at my desk and work those hours because normally I'm in carpool driving. So how do I use that time to do something that I haven't been able to do for myself? Yes, I missed that. <laughs> I can't wait to do that again because <laughs> some yeah. of my gr- greatest brainstorming and catching up is in was sitting in the the, the car pickup line. So yeah. <laughs> I get right. that. So I think you know just being there as a you know as a support group for moms moving forward, continuing to be that positive place where they can share the good, the bad. And the ugly, because we all have those days, and most days have a little bit of all of that sprinkled all in. Continuing with our Small Business Saturdays, continuing with our spotlights on moms and how we can support them in a variety of different ways is really what I hope that the group looks like moving forward. And I hope next year this time we're celebrating the second anniversary of it, and we can talk about the different ways that we've supported each other in, you know, in the year post the first year um, Mm -hmm. of COVID. Right. And to me, it's just kind of a never ending uh, need because, you know, this is, yes, this, this has been one of, one of the most major life events for us and our parents age and any other generation, you know, (laughs) living through this. Right. But, you know, that's life. And that, mm-hmm. that we're going to continue to, to go through difficult things. And that one thing that never changes is that women need each other. Moms need one another um, and need to be able to communicate. Um, and having that there, you know, that community is, is incredible. And so I congratulate you, friend, because um, you really created um, a, a wonderful thing. So I'm super proud of you. Thank you. I, of, of course, you're an amazing person anyway. Deanna was uh, president of the Atlanta Junior League and just has uh, so much community involvement. Um, and you have done amazing things throughout your 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 career and your marketing career. And so I, I really want to, to shine a light on you because you were, you were, you're an amazing person. Thank you. I, um, you know, I moved to Atlanta in 1998 from little Washington um, mm-hmm. <laughs> via Chapel Hill for college. Um, and, mm-hmm. you know, 
when I moved here, I don't know that I thought I would stay here. You know, I, mm-hmm. I moved cause I knew that I wanted a, a bigger, you know, a big city experience, but I think part of me always thought I would move back to North Carolina. Um, but as I stayed and I got married and then we, you know, started our family, I've lived in Atlanta longer than I lived in North Carolina. So, (laughs) you know, I was raised in North Carolina, but Atlanta Mm -hmm. really is my home um, Mm -hmm. and is my family's, you know, my direct little family's home. So it was really important to me. And again, based on, you know, my mom and dad very well, giving back was very much a part of how I was raised. And Mm -hmm. so once we decided that we were going to stay in Atlanta, I decided that it was time for me to start finding those ways to give back. And I'm very passionate about nonprofits that work with women and children. So the Junior League of Atlanta is um, the first place that I really got involved. Um, I've also served on the board of the Atlanta Children's Shelter and the Atlanta Speech School, both of which are organizations that Junior League of Atlanta members founded. And mm-hmm. then my both of my children um, have language-based learning differences. So my son Carter right. has dyslexia, dysgraphia, and dyscalculia. And my youngest Reese has dyslexia and ADHD. And as that unfolded, I became even more passionate about helping families and women and children in need. So that's really, you know, my passion for service came from my parents. Absolutely. But experiencing your children having learning differences really solidified my passion, um, both personally and professionally. Most of my clients now for my marketing business are nonprofits. So I really focus a lot on that because I know that using my marketing expertise, whether personally or professionally, that I can give back to the community. And in a lot of ways, it kind of comes full circle in that mom's making it together. I'm able to do that as well. So because I have expertise in running groups within social media, I'm able to use that to help moms. So I kind of feel like it all kind of comes back all together. And I just, I really do. I love my clients. I love the nonprofits that I, you know, serve with. I'm actually a girls on the run coach right now, virtually. So I spend an hour a week with eight girls after they've spent all day on zoom, (laughs) um, for, um, girls on the run. And it just, it, it makes me, um, it makes me proud of the city that I live in. Um, and I think for me, it continues the example that my parents showed myself and my siblings and that I'm able to continue that with my kids. I mean, I joke that yeah. Reese grew up, you know, Reese grew up on the floor of the Junior League of Atlanta. <laughs> and because of that, and because of other things that I've done, both of my kids have a super strong village of, you know, women and men from all different um, areas of Atlanta and the country who are part of their village. And that's something that I'm really proud of. Um, and I think it gives them a great example of how to be a good citizen, because mm-hmm. I strongly believe that it's a lot. <laughs> the, the, the baby years are hard. They are, mm-hmm. and you, but you've got boxes to check. And when you switch to teaching your children to be good people who make good decisions, who help keep themselves alive mm-hmm. and are good citizens, Right. And kind people, that's really, 
you know, like that's really, it's, it's hard to do. And, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> I, it, it is, it's hard to do. And it, it's, I, I would have never, you know, when I was in the hustle and bustle of the, of the little years, I would have, you know, I would have thought, well, this is as hard as it gets. And now I'm right. like, no, no, no. not to dis- <laughs> not to diminish that that is hard, but it's a yeah. different kind of, you know, it's a different yes. kind of hard. And I think the best way to help them grow into good citizens to live and by kind example. people. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. um, when it comes to the kids, sort of my, my focus is making sure that they it have experiences that, make them very well-rounded, you know, people and good citizens who make good decisions and also who make good decisions that help keep themselves alive. Um, Because at some (laughs) point there's, you, you can't, you you can't do all of that. I mean, my oldest will next year, this time will have his driver's permit. And, you know, I learned, I learned Mm. how to drive on the two lane Mm -hmm. 64 right Mm -hmm. market street and right. And in like back in the, the woods yeah you know, he's not he's not learning to drive in any of those things although my dad has decided he's gonna he's gonna give him that experience this summer so that right. when he hits the roads of Atlanta he's got a little you know a little country driving yes before yeah. yeah but it's very different than Atlanta freeway interstate uh-huh. yes <laughs> and especially when he has to drive on that to get to school um so there's no two-lane or four-lane roads for him to get to his school he will be on the highway on day one oh um, because that's where he's gonna have to learn yeah, how to drive it's true it's true bless you my friend that's gonna be an adventure <laughs> yes oh, it you'll get through will. it though you'll get through it and you're you're because you're amazing and 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 he's gonna he's gonna be just fine but you're you're paving that road for him and helping to inspire everyone around you and we all uh aspire to be more like you so thank you for everything that you do and um i i you know, is there any ending um, uh, note that you, you want to make uh, just about um, where we go from here? Um, I would just say, you know, I think we all still need to just take it a day at a time. And that, you know, we did not get here with the flip of a, of a switch. And we're not going to get back to life of March 14th or whatever semblance of what we have in a flash, you know, and that we just Mm -hmm. kind of need to give each other, you know, we need to be patient and we need to be compassionate to each other. And again, just remember that, you know, as we come out of this, everyone is in the same storm, but we're not all in the same boat. So to treat people kindly and to be, you know, be, be there when someone, you know, needs you, whether that's in person, once we can be in person or um, virtually. Yes. Beautifully said. Thank you. Well, thank you for having me. Thank you. Yeah, it was my pleasure. I I love it. And I love to be able to to share these messages and even better when I have a personal connection with someone that I've known since I was a little girl and that, uh, (laughs) that I got to grow up with and have watched become such a beautiful, uh, amazing woman. So, um, for all of our listeners out there, um, if you would like to know more about Deanna and moms making it together, Deanna, where can they find you? 
So um, on Instagram, we're at Moms Making It Together. Um, our website is MomsMakingItTogether.com. And on Facebook, we are a community group and it's Moms Making It Together. So all the same. Um, and um, we welcome moms to um, all of them. We do have a couple of dads in there as well. And okay. Okay. Um, so I, you know, our big three things is that we're there to support, share and help um, each other smile. So we welcome you to our community. We hope that you will join us. Yes, that would be wonderful. And I will include um, all of moms making it together, uh, social media links and the accompanying blog post so that it will be easy for you to join. Um, and again, I thank you so much uh, for being a guest today, Deanna. And um, I can't wait to see what the next year brings. Thank you so much. Thank you. And thank you to all of our listeners. I appreciate you. Please stay tuned for next time on Hot